0: Hey, friend, welcome to Monday morning, to a new week, and to another episode of Enough for Today. Thanks for joining me. As the opening was rolling, I was just sitting here thinking about, okay, it's a new week, and uh, I've got some good news for you today. So thanks for joining me. Um, Hope you had a good weekend. We did it, Emmanuel, thankful, celebrating. And we are going to wrap up Psalm 56 today and tomorrow. I want to just take a few minutes and get us uh, started with one verse today. It's, this is one of the best verses in all the Bible. I mean, and they're all wonderful. They're all amazing. But um, you come across these that you've heard your whole life. And now that, uh, let's see, I'm 53, which is uh, terribly young. But um, but also, I've walked with the Lord now for uh, 45 years-ish. And... Um, I've seen the reality of this verse so many times, and yet I'm sure that I'll have to come back to this verse many, many more times, even today. Um, so David is running from Absalom. Well, not running yet, but uh, he's being overtaken, it seems, by his son, and he's been betrayed by his friend Ahithophel. we I have been working through all of this grief and loss in this chapter. David's private world, that's what we get the insight of, on a chapter like this, what did David de- do to deal with his problems and his stresses and his griefs and his anxiety? And what a journey it's been! This is a wonderful psalm. Well, we come to verse 22, and uh, and David turns into an instructor. His—you got to look where his his attention goes. His attention goes inward. It goes upward. It goes outward to his friend that betrayed him. Uh, now he becomes a teacher and he's talking to you and to me. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. It's a wonderful uh, oasis in this desert psalm. It's a wonderful spring of water in the midst of betrayal and grief and anxiety and stress and distress. And when everything seems dark, this little verse just pops its head up uh, with fresh water for the soul. Even as I'm reading it, I'm wondering: Did David? Uh, obviously, it's the inspired word of God, but where was its first inception in human world? Was it uh, was it something David uh, sang as a ba- as a child? Did his uh, did his parents? teach him this phrase or sing it to him? Uh, Was it something that the Spirit of God simply whispered to his heart in this immediate moment? Um, Part of me wants to feel like he was learning this all through his life, and now he is coming to the remembrance of it. I don't know. It's fun to think about these things. But I know this. This is a reality, and it's a practice that, uh, though I've practiced it my whole life, I'm still learning it. And, uh, and and you never really get it down. You continue to default to worry and fear. And then you come back to this. But what a life-saving, what a soul-saving verse. What a mind-saving verse. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Now, let's dig a little deeper, and let me break down these words, okay? So the word cast implies to throw... To hurl, to scatter, to be thrown or to be cast. So it is a, a reckless um, throwing. It, it, it's it's this is going to make a mess. Okay, I mean it, it's to it's to completely abandon any kind of order or control or sense of possession. Uh, I love the the phrase to scatter. Just throw these burdens recklessly if you have to. Um, What a beautiful picture, okay? So the burden, the word burden, is a load of any kind or a severe task, okay? So a weight, an oppression, this hearkens to Jesus' invitation in Matthew, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek or gentle and lowly of heart. Um, my burden is easy. And, uh, my burden is light and my yoke is my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm getting the phraseology reversed, I think. But the whole point is, give me the burden. Uh, let me carry this. So any kind of load, any kind of severe task or pressure, you throw it, you cast it upon the Lord. And what will he do? Uh, he sustains. He shall. The word shall is emphatic. It's like will, but it's stronger. Okay? It's not just he will, he shall. There's more force to it. Okay? So he shall. Emphatic. Absolutely. Certainly. Sustain. To hold. To seize. To provide. To supply. To bear. To endure. Okay? So he will Seize a hold of everything you cast, no no matter how recklessly you cast it. He will seize it and hold it and hold you in the process. And he will supply and sustain and bear and endure. That's, That's his response. He catches you and everything you release, everything you cast, everything you lose control of. I want you to catch this. This is the deliberate, willful relinquishing of control. God, control of yourself, control of all of your problems, control of all your potential solutions, just a total abandonment, okay, he shall sustain thee, he shall never, that's also emphatic and it's comprehensive, he will never suffer or allow or permit, okay, the righteous, who are the righteous, we've talked about this before, righteous is not someone who's merely good. Um, versus someone who's bad because none of us are good. We're all worse than we know we are. In God's vernacular, righteous is someone that has been exonerated, forgiven, cleansed, made whole, redeemed, made right with him. The word is justified. So when we place our faith in Jesus, we're justified. Sin forgiven, right standing before God, right relationship with God, so he defines us. He calls us righteous. Now the Christian journey is learning how to live in and out of that righteousness. So that's who we most truly are. And um, that is the journey of growing we are taking out of our truest. We're learning how to be who we already are. That's, that's what the Christian life is. So righteous is not just uh, the, the appearance of goodness. It is the, the, the definition, the conferring of goodness by God, and then learning how to be that over the course of my life. So if you've placed your faith in Jesus, you you are his, he calls you righteous. So when you cast your burdens into his hands, he catches them and sustains you, and he will never allow you or me to be moved. Okay? So what is the principle, the operative idea of, of moved? To slip, fall, Totter, stagger, to be shaken, to be toppled, to cause to fall or to bring down, to be thoroughly or continually shaken. So I love all these ideas. This is a big word. This is a, so, you know, to be moved, uh, move in, in, in our kind of localized vernacular, in our little context, is kind of a small concept. You know, you move a coffee cup from here to here, uh, or you move your family from one city to the next. Um, but in God's vernacular, this is a big concept. It, it is to hold you durable and, and stable in all of life uh, and to actually hold you not just durable and stable, but unshakable. The sense, the experience of being held and all of your burdens being held by God is that you're in the grip of absolute uh, providence and love and provision and, and ultimate safety. So uh, nothing terrible can really come upon you, okay? Um Nothing eternally terrible. So what a wonderful start to a new week. And maybe you woke up today and you were already just neck deep or, you know, uh, nose deep or, uh, you know, uh, eyebrow deep into your troubles. My friend, (coughs) excuse me, start here. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast, recklessly abandon all of it to God. Hey, happy Monday. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you tomorrow.